Let's talk about the division. Uh, let's spend five minutes on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you didn't play it hardly at all, right, Alex? No, I played it pretty much as, as much as you guys, except you guys got on earlier than, than I did last night. Because the, the first night when you guys were playing, Dave and I put in some decent time. Oh, okay. It was, it was a shooter. And I, there's, like, not a prayer in hell I'm buying it. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the thing, I think, for me, is that it's similar to Destiny like we thought and everybody thought, in a way. It's mm-hmm. definitely different. But where it lives and dies is the gameplay. And Destiny's gameplay is amazing. The Division, eh. The sh- I think the shooting is noteworthy. Like, the... The way the guns feel, the accuracy, the sounds, that's all good. And that's the only thing I liked. I liked the environments. Yeah. I thought they were really pretty. But, like, traversing gameplay mechanics, like, I just, it's yeah. it's I, so standard, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I almost like how you and Nick are kind of polar opposites in that regard. Because, Nick, I know you don't like the environment. You don't like the shooting. I do not like the shooting. Yeah, I no. loved it. I I think it's just because... I haven't played a cover shooter since. Well, actually, Vanquish was a cover shooter, mm-hmm. but you were gonna I, say Gears, probably. I was gonna play. I was gonna say Gears, yeah. yeah. But but um, I mean, I played Vanquish recently, and that game was great. And I didn't really use the cover. That was the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like Gears, it's been a long time since I was like way into Gears, and it feels better than gears like i think the cover stuff works really well in the division like you can move super well like like just holding b and running over things like kind of like uh free running <laughs> yeah and like mass effect timing the vaulting over something <laughs> you oh right, that's right. I, for- me of. I forgot that was a thing in mass effect could you do that in division no i think you just held it in yeah you just it, hold it, it automatic. in and it's the it, same it, it, you had to finesse it a little bit on Mass Effect, but yeah, yeah, there, there was a bonus in Mass Effect. I definitely yeah. want to. I want to clarify. I'm not complaining. I didn't think it was terrible. I it gave me no reason to devote my time to it over anything else. No, you also had, that, you didn't have really any expectations going into it, though, right, Alex? That like was, that part's just, true, but it, but to my to my initial point that I was so confused, I was I was amazed that either of you, not so much you, Josh, because like you'll, I don't, I, I think you're a little bit less picky and especially with nick like you know military shooter guns like the standard thing to me is so not him and that's why i was amazed whenever he was even talking about it but yeah i mean it has a cool idea uh it is decent it's just like right now i can't imagine putting any time into that i had a major misconception about the game yeah first of all mark i thought yeah we we talked about last in like maybe the last episode about how it was a a a corporation started plague or whatever. Yeah, and they they talked about that for point one seconds. Yeah, there there was only one story mission in the beta. Can't really true. That's that's right. Can't can't really gauge that on anything. You're right. But the the thing that I misunderstood is that I thought there were like infected people. I'm glad you said that. I'll wait till you're that, finished. That were, like, mutated or going to be mutated or something. I think that that's my fault, like, because I didn't follow the game too much. Yeah, I, I never had... That never You never thought mind. that? No, it didn't even cross my mind. But, again, <laughs> I like, saw things about it prior to. I knew what was going 
what it was going I into guess, it. I guess I just assumed it was going to be like, oh, some people were killed by it and others lived but were essentially a zombie-like thing. And that was going to open avenues to different enemy types, which it, de- it apparently so, does not. So, Nick, when you, I think you stepped away uh, yesterday when we were playing. I said, I promise you, I said that exact same thing to Josh. Really? I said, I love these environments. I love mm. the shooting. If this were, you know, zombies or iRobot vampires or Last of Us kind of stuff, I think this would be really cool. There's a lot of potential here, but it's just a shooter. This is funny to me. You're just shooting people. I wish I could remember when this was said, and I I wish I had more to back this up, but I could have sworn at one point one of you, if not both of you, has said zombies are too much anymore. And now that this game doesn't have zombies, you guys are like, I, wait. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have used the word. No. I shouldn't use the word zombies. Use my other no, examples. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I still think it's like a played out thing. It is. I just thought that's what this game was, and it it let it like leads into how I am bored and uninterested with basically every aspect of the division. Yeah, like the fact that you're going to maybe potentially dump hours and hours into this game like like destiny to grind loot you're going to be shooting a human for the entirety of the game like just a really strong human that is going to be a bullet sponge boss yeah and we already encountered and that's those. that's lame what would like be that that's really lame what would be great is if they threw everyone a curveball and a quarter of the way through the story, something crazy happens where there actually are like infected or yeah, that or that would be that, great. That'd be nice, but boy, what a bad way to turn off Nick and me and not buy it. Commit not to not, sh- buying not it. showing any of that. Yeah. yeah, like not not even giving a taste or hint of that. Yeah, it's. I can't help that. That's a personal. That's a personal thing. That's a personal thing for me. Like, I said that from the very beginning, like, without even playing it, that the setting and stuff is just not interesting and can't really get very interesting going down the road. I don't know. For me. I agree. (laughs) I don't know. I had my ups and downs with it over the past two days. That first night that we played in the Dark Zone, that was fun. fun. We had a good time. We had a lot of fun, and then last night, I think we experienced what, how quickly that whole thing breaks down. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we, we were playing on Xbox, so like we played the early version of it or whatever, because it got a day early start for the beta, and it was me, Josh, and Cody, friend of the show. We were three people just going into the dark zone and immediately were like just assuming, let's just kill everybody. Like that that's the or let's just try thing. to kill everybody. We should let's say. try to kill everybody. Like that that's the thing that Ubisoft has been warning like players about. Like d- once you go into the dark zone, you could get killed by other people. It's PVP, you could lose your loot, it's dangerous and whatever. And we went in with the thought that let's be those people. <laughs> like like let's be those assholes that ruin everything for other players. And it doesn't really feel that way. It actually felt like just a standard deathmatch, kind of. And there's not much to lose because your loot is just P- 
picked up and lost in the dark zone. You don't like lose what you have equipped or anything. You lose some experience, but whatever. Oh, do you? Yeah. You can go down when you die. When you when you die as a rogue, you lose your dark zone points or whatever they're called. So that's why they have separate levels. Mm-hmm. I see. I didn't. I was not paying attention to that. Now, when when you get killed by another player, you lose experience. Or are you saying once you go rogue and get killed, you lose experience? Once you go rogue and get killed. Okay, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's like a risk versus reward kind of thing. If you want to be a dick, exactly. And that's that's, that's who the cares point of that entire system. I assume. Now, yeah. I still, over the course of those two nights, I still don't fully understand the loot system. Like, what gets dropped, what's yours to keep, what's private, no. what's public, where do you get stuff? I had no idea what was going on either. Yeah. No. And given this is still the beta. Yeah. Oh, the caveat, yeah. you know, yes, beta impressions, that's it. I mean, it comes out in two months, so there is still time mm-hmm. to adjust things, but... They, they probably told you all about it in the in the worst game tutorial ever. Oh my god, I hated that. That was annoying. That guy's voice made me want to kill myself. That see, that's <laughs> not something that's going to be in the game though. That that's no, it oh, probably good. won't be. It's it, that's the beta. That's them saying here, this is how you play. That's interesting. I, I I actually think that was a good idea I for the too. beta to not spend time making you play through a tutorial. Mm-hmm. It was like here here's the rundown of the controls and how you play, and like just play. Yeah, like, I I thought that was a good call actually. And it was really I, short. I just wouldn't like, have wanted that at all. Oh, just, I, I mean, I'm happy sense. that was in there because I would have rather have had that than had to look through the then playing menu through a tutorial through or something. pausing and yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. So my biggest concern then is back to like the Destiny stuff. What are they going to do with the, their version of raids, their version of strikes, their version of? Yep. I, I, just, I don't think anything. Well, I, I mean. I don't think anything, but in those interviews, they said they're going to have those team based of up to eight players at a time things. Oh, really? Yeah, those are the ones I sent you the other day that uh, the developers came out and said that they have things that are going to require eight, if not more players at one time to accomplish, but they didn't go into detail other than saying that. But okay, but still, what? I mean, I could. See- what is there? Go- what is there to do? Like that goes back to well, there isn't going to be some giant like mutated enemy. It's just going to be another dude running around that looks boring and has a super big health bar. It, it, like, and it, ugh, I don't know. But it's kind of cool. Like the, I did a couple of the um, I forget what they're called, but the little side missions in the non dark zone, and there there are some cool things where you have to like assault a building or rescue hostages or something, but. I think it was only fun because it was the first time seeing it and having to do yep. something like that over and over again isn't going to be. I agree. I, do. I enjoyed it the first time and I was like, okay, this, what, this is good. What I'm getting out of basically any of the missions available only in the beta again, it's basically destiny public events or destiny patrols where you just go to the map and kind of roam around and things happen mm-hmm. and you can do them. That that sounds like all that's going to be available right now when that game launches. And that's, again, not interesting at all. <laughs> One of the DLCs is supposedly a horde mode, and I can see that kind of being cool should, should it be done correctly. I, I'm going to keep harping on this. Horde mode is interesting in, in Gears because of different enemy types. Mm-hmm. True. And and even Mass Effect. Yeah. Even Mass Effect had different enemy types. If it were just endless different... humans. 
yeah, yeah. That, that's it's going to be endless humans or like maybe this human has a different tactic but ugh. firefight was great too in ODST. right yeah i mean five aliens mm-hmm. again aliens are more interesting than people it's so. just it's it's so weird because one of my favorite multiplayer experiences ever didn't involve aliens but involved people that was rainbow six vegas 2 terrorist hunt yeah and and that's yeah i mean i know you guys like that game that all personal for me like human just body counts ultra boring I, that, the, that's like the only reason that's I, last of us yeah. uncharted all of those games where they just throw a million people at you well to me whenever i played rainbow six vegas it was still a, a little it wasn't so played out to me and it, it was also i always thought terrorist hunt was genuinely nerve-wracking and challenging mm-hmm. yeah like this would not be and, and if it were it would just be stupid bullet sponge challenging this I think the same thing. Like, the only way this game is going to really present a challenge is throwing a ton of enemies at you at once or having a bunch of, like, bullet sponge it, enemies. Yeah, whereas in ca- you know, Terrorist Hunt, you could spend a half an hour being so careful and you take out 29 guys and then you turn the wrong corner and you get a shotgun to the head you're done. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's more about patience and perseverance and stuff. And I don't see Division having something back to the whole, like, uh, I'll use the destiny raids how there are little things you have to do to work as a team to bring a boss down that doesn't involve just shooting it involves a whole other aspects of bringing down a boss which i don't think they're going to be able to do with no i don't think so either that that works in destiny because of the setting and the universe having like weird alien technology or weird magical alien stuff like you have to do specific things to bring down this kind of shield or to do damage to them or something. They could maybe do that in the division by like in the environment. Maybe you have to turn off like a switch or something, but <laughs> no, nowhere, nowhere near the level of complexity of something like a raid in destiny. No. And you haven't even seen Oryx yet, which is way more complex than glass right. and Crota. Yeah, sure. Um, so let's talk about the good about the division. Well, I already told you I like the shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to the 2v1 podcast. <laughs> 15 minutes in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we can talk about the good things. I liked the loot-based... Um, I, I just liked how you got to, to fiddle around with your weapon and the attachments. and, and That's just a personal thing, but I, I like that whole other aspect of, of personalizing a weapon to how you want it. I think Mods, so, too. I didn't experiment with it. I should have. Mods is a good idea, mm-hmm. especially for realistic stuff. And it adds more more of a variety as opposed to Destiny where, hey, here's this weapon. Once you get this weapon, yep. you got the weapon. That's true. Yep. Um, now, what I like about Destiny is that the weapons are all kind of different in yeah. some way. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, there's a lot that are similar, sure, but... Not much variety when you're pigeonholed in realistic guns, you know. Oh, like you could get an ACOG and put a laser targeter on there. Mm, isn't that God. so interesting? No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the dark zone. I think it's a great idea. I do too. I think that's a great idea. I would love if Destiny added a planet like that. Just yes, free. Just 
free to yeah, run and do whatever. Ultimately, the positive that I would like to come out of the division is for Destiny to leech off of its best ideas. Yeah. <laughs> because it's going to feed Destiny. That's its only purpose. Seriously, like I love the multiplayer in, in Destiny. Like PvP is fun. It's it turned off a lot of people, but if you took the idea of this like general public space and then kind of added in the the public events that they already kind of do in Destiny and then just let you open fire on people and then you have the same kind of like sort of bullet sponginess based on your armor and whatever. I think that would be great. Mhm. For Destiny, it, it it could it could maybe not work, but it I don't know. I don't think that, it's ever that's gonna happen. But no, no, it isn't. Definitely not. Unless <laughs> but, Destiny Two introduces something like that, who knows? Yeah, I don't. I don't really see that happening. It's, but that is definitely what I would play in the division if, for whatever reason, I bought it because we did have fun doing that. It was intense. It made it a lot more interesting. Where. Yeah, there's these other, like, PvE things that you can do in the Dark Zone, but maybe some people will come across you and they, like, see that you have something and then they start a firefight with you. And how it matches you with people is you start playing with the same people in the Dark Zone, however they set up the servers at that time. You kind of develop, like, rivalries, because, like, we started recognizing names when the first yeah. night we did it. Yeah. And and it it created this sort of, like mini ongoing skirmish that like we fought each other a couple times went back and forth dying and killing each other later on we saw the same group again and we kind of avoided each other we didn't start anything then then we went to an extraction zone we extracted some stuff they were also extracting stuff we weren't fighting we were like kind of just around each other and then we were just like well, we just extracted everything. There's nothing to lose. Let's kill these people just for fun. And it mm-hmm. and, like that was a blast. Just starting shit. I almost wish there were more people in the dark zone, though. Yeah, they're definitely. I I could. I would guess that the servers are very small, like maybe twelve or something. And I don't know if that's a beta thing or if that's how it's going to be in the final release. But th- we spent yeah. too much time just running. Oh yeah, traversing yeah. is terrible. Yeah, the traversing just everywhere tra- was a nightmare. Traversing is terrible. It's very boring. It gets old super quick. In in my little two play sessions last night when we played a little bit, it only took one full play session and then a little bit into that second one where I was like, "All right, I'm sick of this. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. This is this is boring. You don't move fast enough. There's nothing to do." What destination are we going to? We're just going to the same spot we were just at to kill people. I don't know. Not much positive in that segment again. (laughs) Yeah, Josh is like, let's talk about the positive, and then we shit all over it again. I can't help it. I'm trying to be very open-minded about the game. Same, because, like I said, I was very excited for it, and looking back at Destiny's beta, that beta was shit. Turned me off. Yeah, turned me off the same way this did. So Um, I think just betas are tough. I mean, it's tough to gauge. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not fair. (laughs) Like it's it's kind of not fair to make that opinion. But it is it is fair for me to say that it didn't convince me to buy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the third time, I'll clarify from my personal standpoint. I didn't hate it. I don't think it's a garbage game. There's just not a prayer I'll be buying it. 
That's all. No. I I am waiting to see your opinion, Josh, because I know you're going to get it. You keep saying you're not going to, but <laughs> that, you are yeah. going to. Well, yeah, we'll see. This is like the polar opposite of what happened to me with Doom. Like, I, I was real excited for Division, played the beta, and now I'm just kind of... Eh. I had yeah, and Dooms was like nothing. I had no really no real care going into the Doom Alpha. Played it, and I am pumped for that game now. Yeah, it was one map doing the same thing over. Oh, I loved it. I think I think that was just because I haven't played a shooter like that in a very long time, and it was refreshing. I haven't either. Very refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I guess maybe that's. What would Wolfenstein even be close? Similar. Yeah. Multi, it's very similar. Multi-wise, though, like a, a shooter multiplayer. Yeah, like sure. <clears throat> multiplayer point. definitely different. Yeah. Um, I don't even know when that comes out. I don't think there's a date yet. Dude. I think it's in the summer or something. I don't know if there's a date either, but it's it's this year mm-hmm. for sure. You know what's not this year? Andromeda. Effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Destiny Two. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two two significant delays. I guess. I mean. We couldn't figure out if Mass Effect even had a hard date of this See, holiday, but I, we were all under the impression it was this holiday. And I could have sworn that was the going opinion that, it, yes, yeah. it's coming out this holiday. Yeah. It stinks. I love playing Mass Effect at Christmas. I wish it had yeah. been coming out. Though, though, then again, Mass Effect 3 came out in March, the spring, spring. too. So, I, I don't know. That's, that's apparently the tentative date for Andromeda now. Hey, that's that's so. fine because there's typically less out in that time frame as opposed to all yeah, holiday season. I agree, so. Josh. That's I mean, you know me. I'm not in any hurry. And um, actually, speaking of, I can't think of any huge thing other than Dark Souls three, which I'm not going to be ready for. So I have. Oh man, that is in the spring. You're right. I have a lot of opportunity to play catch up now, and I'm uh, just for the listeners. I'm obsessed with Dark Souls two. Now you've been hearing Nick talk about it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's May, may be better than dark i don't know um i don't want to say better there's it's it's different it's different it's, it's different. more welcoming there's not as big of a barrier to entry it's a good starting no. place for people who are interested actually uh, still brutal definitely <laughs> but um if you start dark without playing demons then you, you'd probably be in trouble but um yeah dark's a good dark two is a good starting point but i'm gonna be playing that a lot because man it sucked me i haven't been sucked in that quickly by a game in a year i don't know it's at Hotline Miami. <laughs> I got sucked <laughs> in by that. Good. I'm at 80-some hours in Dark Souls 2, and that's my second playthrough. God, I love it. Hey, Nick. Tell me about the yeah. load times in Just Cause. Yeah, I, I was going to briefly talk about that. I had a free code for Redbox. So oh, nice. Decided decided to check it out like I figured I would. and Regret not regret because it was free even if i spent like three dollars or whatever to rent it whatever but i've i played it for like an hour this morning and i think i've seen everything there is to see (laughs) like uh it's it's fun like it's silly and crazy and the game starts off with you riding on top of a biplane shooting rocket launchers at anti-aircraft they totally stole that from saints you know like it it, it yeah like but but I feel like that's been a just cause thing since the beginning. Is Which that one came out insane? first, Just Cause or Saints Row? See, N- no clue. I'd make the assumption Just Cause did. All right, but I'm gonna check. I'm they're both insanely old. So while while you look at that, yep, right off the bat, 
crazy. Crazy, silly, fun, just like everybody, bl- everything blowing up, everything destructible, like, yeah. Um, it, I kind of saw enough of that after doing, like, two base capture things where you basically just, you liberate, in quotes, by destroying the place, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> But that was that was fun. Like it's it actually is really crazy. The explosions look great. I was I mean, it's the console version. People always are like PC's better. You know, I'll say that too. I'm sure it looks better, but it looks great on Xbox. It it was definitely framey during explosions. Like it really did get bogged down. Yeah, it drops a bit. It, it drops. It wasn't significant. Like it wasn't what I was expecting. Josh, I was going to vote but, just or Saints Row for my guess. Saints Row, this is funny. August 2006, Just Cause, September 2006. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were really so very close. close. Yeah. And and the first Saints Row wasn't the craziness. No, that no, it definitely. It, it was just like, it was actually like a fun GTA. And yeah. then it got pretty goofy in two, and then three pff, skyrocketed. Yeah. Which is a similar evolution path for Just Cause, actually. Probably, yeah, because I don't think the first one was as crazy. I don't know. I didn't play it. I, and I played, only played the demo, demo of two. Back in Nom. I, uh, after blowing things up, I just wanted to see how high up in the air I could go. So I got in. <laughs> I grappled to a helicopter and ripped a person out of the, the seat, mm-hmm. which was fun. Effective. Yeah. Flew all the way to the highest point that you could go in the game, which took me a s- significant amount of time to get to just flying in a helicopter impressive verticality yeah the the map is massive mm-hmm. for sure and you can and you can see basically the whole thing going up in the air once you get to a point it it starts to fog it out because it almost certainly can't render that at all even with like no texture and when whenever you get up to the the top of the mountain it's all snowy and you can't see anything convenient <laughs> oh i know i know exactly what you're <laughs> yeah. talking about okay yeah, the, there's one specific highest point because mm-hmm. it popped an achievement when I got there. The uh, so, so all I wanted to do was go super high, jump off in the wingsuit, and I don't know if I'm going to play it anymore. <laughs> I, I remember doing that and being. I think it was. I think I was using the wingsuit for like five minutes after jumping off straight. Yeah, it it was a long time, mm-hmm. and I I dove straight into water because I wanted to see if it would like take damage, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you can jump off the top of a mountain and hit water and be totally okay. With a wingsuit? I don't know. I don't know how that works. It would slow you down enough? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe if yeah. you... I don't know. <laughs> so you did play long enough to get the tethers then? The tether things? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and uh, actually, it, that happened, like, really quick. Did it? I See, I didn't remember. It did. Okay. Yeah, it did. And I was skipping all the cutscenes, I guess. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it you get that pretty quick. And it's fun. It's cool. Didn't find myself ever doing it for the couple things that I was blowing stuff up. Uh, it's it's one of those, and, and I definitely did not play it long enough, but it, it's one of those mechanics like that you kind of often talk about, in J- Josh, where like, yeah, it's there, but I don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, it was just as effective to just shoot things to blow them up instead of just tethering things to other things and letting them do whatever. Like it's it's a hilarious thing that you can do it's a and novelty. it works well and it's novel and if you want to do things that way you can but in that short amount of time i was never thinking to do that 
There's some so. challenges that you have to tether for destruction. But other than that, there's no point of, like, you don't have to ever use it. And those challenges, which we talked about when you were playing it, sound totally uninteresting to me. I would never want to do any of that. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. Not wanting to do that limits your abilities. Like, all the cool things you could yep. get, you're now not getting it because you don't want to do those. Yeah, like, that That game is definitely a checklist of things to do just for the sake of doing them. And I don't want to put any time into that at all. Are you going to play anymore? Maybe. I mean, I have it through today, so I might play a little bit more, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Anytime anyone brings up Redbox, like you just bringing it up and talking about it, I for some reason I correlate Redbox with Battlefront, and now I want to play Battlefront. You have a, you the have EA this weird, thing is over, right? You have a you have a Pavlovian yes. response. You hear the word <laughs> Redbox, and it's like Battlefront. I should rent Battlefront. Battlefront. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like instead of getting Just Cause, you should just got Battlefront. And then I would have went and got Battlefront. We could play Battlefront. Would you kindly rent Battlefront? Battlefront. I think. I think uh, I think my interest of Battlefront is gone. So, yeah, it was a fleeting thing to begin with, and I'm not sure if I need to check out the other match or not. No, uh, it it was worth a rent, like an extra rent that I did, mm-hmm. and we played it a little bit more. That was cool. I'm over it. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Did you talk about the witness last week? I don't remember. No, no, because it wasn't out yet. Was it really? It's only been it out. just came out. Like it just came ago. out. Yeah, yeah, it just came like out this past week for some reason. Um, yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah, real uh, quick though, Jonathan Blow came out um, and just said, I, "I guess the witness is getting pirated big time." Yeah, so unfortunate. Yeah, and but Blow that happens with every PC game. Blow legit came out and said, "Hey, if you guys keep pirating this, it's going to impact my future projects." Yep. And that just sucks. People are doing that. That does suck. That's shitty. And 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 people are trying to like reason it as well. It's forty dollars. It shouldn't be forty dollars. You don't have a say in that. If you want to play it, you buy it. Like don't pirate it. You that assholes. and look at look at how many hours you're getting out of it. Gone Home was forty five minutes. Yeah. and twenty dollars. Yeah. And this is what like eighty hours if you do everything. Yeah, I I actually haven't seen. I I haven't even hit ten hours in it yet. But I haven't seen probably even a quarter of the puzzles. Yeah, I think that's a uh, shitty argument. If someone, if actually for anybody that, that doesn't know what The Witness is or who Jonathan Blow is, uh, the game Braid that Alex talked about before, is uh, it was a puzzle game, one of the first big indie games like before the scene really took off on Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Um, massive success. What uh, And a great game in its own right. Like, weird, interesting, difficult puzzle game. All of those things. Uh, <laughs> That weird time mechanic. So, yeah, based on time, yeah. So Jonathan Blow, the lead creator, obviously he has a team. This is not a one-man thing. He had, he, he had a much bigger team on The Witness, I think, too. But much bigger production. It's a 3D adventure puzzle game. The, uh, the, the funny thing is, though, is that he announced this game like eight years ago. I, I think it's eight, seven or eight. It's a very long time since Braid, and especially when we first knew what this name of the game was. And all we had known about it was it's a puzzle game, and it looks cool. That's it. And the puzzles are these, like, line puzzles where this is very difficult to explain as I'm doing it. 
the the line puzzles are like a grid and you have to start at one point and get to the end kind of like a maze without crossing the line or doing anything it's just a single unbroken line that sounds like it couldn't be that interesting for very long but i have been super surprised for my little bit of playtime where this constantly gets mechanics added to it that are just sort of maddening and so far the game has been incredibly difficult um i appreciate it's it's funny you said that because if i'm taking this in the right context i you had me interested about the whole piracy thing so i'm reading about it and everything and you said it's extremely difficult and i'm looking at a thing on kotaku and there's it says five years ago jonathan blue god (laughs) jonathan blue jonathan blow knew just what the witness would be and then there's a screen capture i'm not sure of exactly what it is but it said when a game makes you feel smart that's so great and that's in a that's a quotation and then underneath it, it says this attitude is a disease so i'm construing that as to mean like you don't want to feel smart it wants to make you feel stupid it wants to challenge you you know make it really difficult there's there's already been some sort of interesting discussion around the internet about this game how i mean if you don't follow games at all let alone notable names within the industry jonathan blow like has i'm sure been doing other things he's like making his own coding language and stuff like he's not just he didn't just make braid but that's what everybody knows him for Mm -hmm. and he's also very outspoken and opinionated because he is a smart dude like like he he definitely is yeah he is definitely ultra intelligent i mean writing writing your own programming language just makes my head explode (laughs) i agree but but like so he he portrays that in the way he acts like he he knows that he's smart and that turns some people off and especially his his reaction to people's reaction to braid was that a lot of people didn't understand it like you you just didn't get it you know like he was a little he was a little dismissive because that game that game was, you know, on its face, a 2D puzzle game with a time mechanic that was difficult. But it also had this weird story to it. Underlying was, philosophical yeah, thing going on. Yeah, it was very obtuse. You didn't really get it just playing the game. Like, it was more people put it together and, like, the internet came together as a whole and, like, discussed it and figured out what it was about. And I don't think he liked that. <laughs> I don't I don't think he liked that if you didn't get it from playing it then you shouldn't understand it. Yeah. Which is kind of stupid. It's elitist when you're trying to make it's, money off of something. It's it's very but, elitist. Yeah. yeah. I think from his perspective though and I obviously don't know the man but I don't think he necessarily cares as much about making the money and the sales figures as opposed to no. getting his point across and hey this is why I'm doing it because I love this. Yes. Um, and so when people come out and they play your game and all of a sudden this thing you wanted to tell people no one's picking up on, I can see him, I can see maybe the disappointment in that. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I'm, he has every right yeah. to feel how he wants to feel about the reaction to his games. It's And, and like with The Witness, it, this has been such a long time coming that hardly anybody knew anything about other than it's a first-person puzzle game with line puzzles. Like, nobody knew the depth of it or how how far that simple 
on its face idea could go. And now that it's out and people are playing it and people have beaten it and like there's a whole bunch of secrets wrapped up in it that you don't really solve through the main portion of the game in quotes. There, people are turning against it because of its difficulty and how it kind of occasionally fails at explaining stuff to you. I have had no personal problem with that. I actually really like how dense and esoteric this game is. Like, it it does not... You start the game, and you're playing. Like, you go... You hit play, and you're in the game. Like, there's no start menu. There's no... That kind of game. Any kind of <laughs> tutorial. There's no controls. There's, there's nothing. It doesn't tell you anything. And it's just like, go. And you, you meet your first puzzle, and it just... You have to, like, learn by playing. And so far... That's worked great for me. Like, it te- it does a really good job, in my opinion, of actually teaching you the new mechanics per puzzle by, like, presenting this, uh, this problem to you, and now it has a twist on it. What is that twist? Now solve a bunch of, like, sequential puzzles riffing on that twist, and you'll get it. Like, it, you'll get it. And if you don't, you can go back and do them again and try and figure out well, how am I solving this? Like, yeah, I'm solving it. I think I get it, but maybe I don't totally get it. And the fact that people are complaining that it's too hard, like, get over yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. don't play Don't play a puzzle game. Don't play video games. That they're too, like, that, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh, it's too hard. It doesn't explain it well enough to me. Then don't fucking play it. Like, don't don't play it. It, there, there's no reason to complain about that. That, that's because we're so conditioned to have everything fed to us. Yeah, that, that, that is a direct like, result of the current state of the industry. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I don't have time for this. Who gives a shit if you don't have time for this? If you don't have time for it, don't play it and don't complain about it. That's your fault. Like, it has nothing to do with the game itself. Because again, I have had no problem. Like I've had, I'm, I'm stuck on plenty of puzzles. Actually, it's, it's difficult. I'm not mad about it. Like, I don't know. Just it's, it's a silly complaint. Yeah. It I love banging just... my head against the wall figuring out stuff in braid. Like I love that feeling. And and I'll admit I'll admit that I looked up a couple hints in braid. Like back then I I didn't have time for it. But I didn't get pissed or like denounce the game as not teaching me <laughs> enough. It, I just was like, well, I don't feel like actually figuring this out for myself. I'd rather just get through it. And it's also see the end. it's terrible. It's a funny risk versus reward thing because you sit there and ask yourself, what if I can't figure this out? You you might and, and might and never again, beat. That's not the game. Might fault. never beat the game. Yeah, where yeah. do you where do you draw the line? Are you, like, should I spend six hours on this? And that's yeah, that's what happened to me in Numa. And the only reason that was that was frustrating was because. I was so stubborn and determined that I sat in that room for two hours straight trying to figure this yeah. thing out, and it was it was not solvable at that time, and that yeah. sucked. So, but I mean, I don't know if that's so, anybody's fault. It was just really unfortunate. So, honestly, this is what is great about this game is that, sure, you could come across a puzzle that you might not know or have learned all of the mechanics on it, yet through your playtime like because it's very open you can go wherever you want there's no progression 
like at all really uh other than you figuring out oh i i see this mechanic in this puzzle i have not learned that yet so i probably shouldn't try to do this puzzle that's the only that's the only progression really there is like the the entire island is open as soon as you start and the thing is technically you could complete any puzzle at any time really like there there you you could come to that point like in Numa where you it was unsolvable because of some other thing that you didn't know about but technically in the witness you could solve any puzzle at any time that you come across it if you spent 100 hours on it you would probably figure it out so or looking at it as you beat the game you start a second playthrough there's not going to be a puzzle you don't know how to do Sure. I mean, there's so many of them, though, that there. I, I feel like it's very possible that if you did do a second playthrough, which I don't know why you would, but, like, if you did, you would forget solutions to, like, probably most of them. Because there's, there's hundreds, hundreds of them. Solutions, and they yeah, all, but mechanics is what I meant. Like, Well, I have found a decent amount of them so far. I, I don't think I've seen everything, but there... There's been quite a bit of variation, and I don't think I've seen it all. It's not and just those Tetris pieces. <laughs> no, no, that's like a new one. That For me, for where I'm at in the game, those Tetris pieces within the puzzle are like kind of a new mechanic that I'm just learning. Like, I, I was showing Alex and Josh before we started recording, like, a little bit of the game, and that area I was in is technically a tutorial, like, the first part of it, tutorializes those tetris pieces so you can like learn that mechanic and then it just starts riffing on it over and over in that area to like solve that entire area so imagine coming up with puzzles dude this game blows my mind that's yeah, that, like that, that is sounds why, really difficult josh really that difficult. is pro- that is probably why this took like seven or eight years to make because it's it's baffling like coming up with stuff like this, like some, there were the the other thing that I didn't talk about, like what people on the internet are complaining about, is that the point of this, or what I think Blow is trying to get across to you, is that you you bang your head against this puzzle for so long, and then you get this aha moment and solve it, and you feel really great. I've experienced that a bunch of times already. Like I would bang my head against this puzzle, stop playing, come back, go around the island, come back. And a couple times I would solve this puzzle and I would, I would like a physical response. I would be like, yes, <laughs> like I figured it out. And, and it actually did feel really good. Like, I don't know. That's obviously a person by person thing. Maybe you don't get satisfaction out of solving puzzles. Oh, I but do. <laughs> why are you playing the game in the first place if you don't? Yeah. <laughs> why did you even bother looking at it? Cause that is the entire game. So. Do you see yourself doing everything or just finishing the quote unquote story? I don't I don't know. Like we like like Alex mentioned, there may be a possibility of me never beating it. Because it's it's tough. I've I've been stuck on one for a couple hours now. Um and I'm out of ideas on how to solve it. <laughs> like every time I come back to it, I keep thinking all right, here's a new look. I walked away for a little bit, and I can't, I can't get it. Now, will you? Do you see yourself ever looking up answers for this, or do you want to figure everything I don't know. out on your own? I don't know. I can't say. I can't say that I won't. But it depends on how I feel after putting a ton of time into it. Like I might get to that point where 
all right, I've actually given my best shot. Maybe it, maybe this game did outsmart me, and that's fine. Like, that's fine. And then I'll decide, do I really want to know everything, or do I just want to walk away from it for a while and maybe come back, like, months down the road and try and do it again or something? I don't know. That's hard to say. See, I, I obviously knew about the game and, and kind of what it was from a broad perspective, but I didn't really know the intricacies of it until listening to um this week's giant bomb cast mm-hmm. and so i guess there's like 11 different areas it's either 11 or 7 different areas on the island that mm-hmm. all focus on like one mechanic new yeah. mechanic and then i guess you have to do like five of them and it'll open up the final area and then once you get through that final area is when you essentially beat the game mm-hmm. do you have any idea what beating the game does no or like is there can can you start to see any sort of no matter how minute story based around anything or or him trying Not really to, or is it so it's literally go do a puzzle do another puzzle, do another puzzle. there's there's something going on mm-hmm. i think like i've i've found audio recordings i mean go figure oh interesting okay go go, go figure it like audio recordings huh. so that's like such a game thing, thing anymore now, but yeah. it's so officially it's like a collectible because i know there's collectibles i don't know what the collectibles are if it must be the audio are. recordings it's maybe. probably the it's probably the recordings they're they're very tiny they're very easy to miss so i've only found like three of them or something mm-hmm. um but but those don't even really give you story. They they actually just seem to be passages from like old lit like literature because of the ones that I've heard every time it gives a little like this is so and so's name at this date wrote this and it's just somebody like reading it and it's like philosophy and and stuff like that kind of like kind of like Tao's principle. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't know if there really is like, a story. I don't really care. That's not what I'm playing it for. No, I, I want to know. I get but, that, but like, does it does it go into any point of explaining anything about the island or about who you are or what you're doing? I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. It might not. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I have no feel for that, and I I've almost played it for ten hours. I have no idea. So try to look up whatever when or if this is actually coming out on iPad cuz i feel like it's it, supposed to i know i know i heard that i feel like that would be a great game to be able to i think i, that I know would be for awesome you, on ipad you, too yeah yes like like for you nick it's easy cuz you you're a pc gamer so you just can get on your pc and play but for someone like me you know i might be sitting on the couch or doing something just pick up my ipad all right i'll knock out a couple puzzles and and that's that or i sure, could take it and play it somewhere. for the next 10 years <laughs> okay, so I, I didn't say this while we were recording. The uh, the way that I'm still confused on how that would work on iPad is that one of the mechanics, that if you could even call it one, but the island itself is definitely a part of some of the puzzles. Like it's not it's not just tied to those line puzzles. Like there there was this one one of the one of the situations where I was like holy shit, what is this game and what am I doing? Like, how is this working? Is I had to, like, step away and angle myself to one of those panels in a specific way to solve the puzzle. Like, if I was right up on it, 
whenever you get up to a puzzle, it kind of like locks you to the screen, right? It like fills mm-hmm. the screen with the puzzle. And that's typically how you solve most of them. There were a few of them where you had to like position the player kind of kind of away from the puzzle. Yeah. Dude, that, at a at a specific perspective. That's what taking in the environment. That happened at uh and solving it. That was at least 50% of the puzzles in Numa. Which I yeah. thought was really really cool. Now I realize witnesses Yeah, been I mean that, longer, that like sort of blew my yeah, mind. Yeah, it it, it did like, for me because too. Because I was like, "Wait, is this really is is this really the solution? Yeah, I didn't even. I was like, "How how is this real? How's this working?" Like, it, I I never even would have considered that angle, and I sort of, it had to be shoved down my throat like six times for me to be like, "Oh my god, that's because I, it's it's relying on me seeing a certain amount of things in my in my screen." Yeah, like, that's yep. how this puzzle is being solved. So, I so love yeah, that. I I completely forgot that it was initially anticipated to release on the PS3 and 360. Yeah, it, it's been around a long but, uh, time. But uh, I guess the platforms weren't strong enough. And then it was supposed to release on Wii Which U. Which is interesting. Wii U as well, and Wii U was not powerful enough. Um, I'm surprised by that, yeah. actually. Because uh, it's there's like it's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Lo- looks gorgeous. That's one of my enjoyments of playing it. Is like it it's gorgeous. It, it, there's like no textures on anything. It's like a lot of flat colors, but they're very vibrant and pretty. And the way that they like the way that it looks just looks great. And it, I'm kind of surprised it wouldn't work on Wii U. It's not. I, might I don't know. Have, I might have read uh, that maybe it couldn't that. render the island like that. I don't know. Let me make sure they had discontinued the Wii U again, citing low specs. So yeah, okay. That's crazy. Um, but iOS, it just says it's supposed to come out this year. That and again, like if it couldn't work on the Wii U, how is it going to work on an iPad? Like I feel like they're going to have to maybe w- rework a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it doesn't doesn't look like. I know that it, they got the ESRB rating for the Xbox One version, but it doesn't look like they're going to be doing anything with that. No, because Blow came out and like clarified and said there's no plans to do that. Mm-hmm. We just did that in case yeah. someday. I mean, it's not saying it won't ever happen, but no, it doesn't look like it's. It's, it's like it's like saying it, not necessarily won't ever happen, but it's probably never gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. I'll play it on. It's iPad. not never gonna happen, but it's never gonna happen. You know. Yeah, yeah. Just essentially. like releasing the Xbox without a Kinect's never gonna happen. Exactly. Right. <laughs> That's two podcasts in a row. We mentioned it. Possibly That's three. That's okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's witness. I I I highly recommend it, but I know. I know people freak out about it being forty dollars. I don't know, which I don't understand. What I think you don't understand why people freak out or why it's that much. Why people freak out? I think that's a bargain for a game that's been <laughs> developed for what eight years. Or yeah, whatever. and it's not like it's lacking content. Yeah, like I, yeah. I don't know. It's a s- silly complaint. Again, yeah. Oh well. Um, oh well. Yeah, I finished Hearts of Stone this week. Right. Witcher, Witcher Three DLC <laughs> for anybody. Thank you. Not falling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we get into some spoilers with that? Yeah, Alex. I, I can. I can piece. What? Well, what are the chances you will even play DLC? Oh, extremely high. Really. Oh, dude, I would definitely play DLC in a game like that. Oh, okay. I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, uh, I can start my coffee. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm down for talking about it if Josh. Yeah, wants no, to. seriously, I don't want to. I don't want to hold you yeah. guys back because of a spoiler. Yeah, and and again, I think it's such a specific game that probably it's relevant if you want to okay. play. It, you've played it now. Yep. So okay, I'll be back. All right. Well, spoilers for Hearts of Stone, the first Witcher three DLC. <laughs> First, I want to start off by asking, who did you save Olgeard at the end? No, I killed him. Did you really? Yes, because he was a piece See? of shit. Okay, wow, we are on a complete opposite page with that. I'm I'm interested in how I, you... Uh... I remember when you initially played it and, and you were explaining how big of a dick this guy was. I, I liked him a lot, I, though. So wait, Is you, that what you were going to say? So you liked him, but you thought he was a piece of shit? Yeah, he was a likable character, but see, if I don't, he was a real person, he was an awful person. No, see, I don't think he was an awful person. I think he just happened to get stuck with that Master Mirror, and things went south on him as the Master Mirror planned. It wasn't his fault. All he tried to do was get back his wife. Now, all of that is predicated on him being an asshole from the beginning, though. But he's only he was an asshole because his... As the name of the DLC, his heart turned to stone because Master Mir did that. No. Alright, so I think you missed a major part of this this story. I don't think I did, but I'm, I'm excited to hear this. The, uh... At, whenever you're going through the their house mm-hmm. and learning their backstory, mm-hmm. he he loved this girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a rich... This, this was kind of like a West Side Story thing. She was from a rich family. He was a piece of shit vagabond that stole from people no. but came from he came from a rich family yes he came from a rich family but he was not he was essentially like ousted from the family but not, was he not but not before the initial marriage was already set why was her family against them being married then though that Only, it was because he didn't have anything but that was after the initial proposal okay but that's not the point so like okay they got married, and then everything went south for him, and her, her family hated him, right? Yes, they, he was they got hated. married. They didn't, they didn't want them to be together. Mm-hmm. He was moneyless, basically, and leeching off of this woman, even though he loved her. But it wasn't his fault. It was his it fault. Would, no, it was, they specifically say that after they got married, his family went into turmoil because of bad farming decisions, and which brought their house down, not just him, their entire family. I I don't know. I think he was a bad person always because he was all they always talk about how they would fight people and steal from people and do all of that. That was that was a part of his character. Yes, I get that, but putting it in that environment, I don't necessarily think he was a a terrible horrible human being. Like he he loved oh, his Oh, okay, wife. no. Also, the other thing the other thing was he was practicing dark magic only to try to while... get rid of Master Mir. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. 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 Because I, I swear, I swear, he was into that stuff before any of it, and then he found him. They met each other, and he made that deal. This started before any of that. His whole foray into evil and dark magic happened before that. See, I, I took it as they were happily married, and then all of a sudden, the her father ripped up the marriage proposal, which essentially is what made him reach out to Master Mir. 
And now all of a sudden things started to go south for him after wishing back his fortune there... that that he started to look into black magic to try to get rid of Master Mirror because if you recall, you go to that that um professor that was studying him. Yeah. And he said that Olgierd came to him to try to get rid of Master Mirror. I understand that. I just think I I think he was a bad person. Okay. No matter what, he was a bad person. Like and and that was how it came across to me from the very beginning. Like I could I could see and sympathize with him a little bit, his situation, mm-hmm. but ultimately horrible, horrible things occurred. And they where, did where he trapped his wife in this mansion where she died and was still stuck there mm-hmm. and surrounded her with these beings from other dimensions that were like very disturbing. I just don't think you can blame that part of him on him. This was all due to Master Mirror using him. Which which stripping ex- him of emotion. Which they explained is what what this Master Mirror guy does. He's a demon. This is this is what he does to the people he comes across. Yeah. Um and you know that decision at the end I made it pretty quick. I wanted to save Olgeard. I no matter how big of a dick he was prior to I understood the position that he was in and what he did and tried to do. And I felt the need to get rid of Mir as opposed to kill Ogierd. So is that what happened? You get a chance to rid. Yes. Well, I want to hear what happened with yours first. So there, you there. We that. just parted ways. Well, what really? What did um, Odim do to Ogierd? Like I remember, he stole his soul, and then he was like, "All right, bye." Then that was it. Yeah. Wow, you missed out on like a pretty cool mission. Oh, so there's another mission. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So you were given the opportunity to save Olgierd, though, right? Yes. Because if you didn't do that side quest where you went and spoke with the professor, you don't even get the option. Oh, I didn't even know that was a side quest. I thought that was the main thing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Because that's where you learn about the whole Mir thing and tricking Master Mir. That's the only way to kill him. Is you have to. Trick I mean, him I understand. I understood that he was a terrible person and, like, made all these contracts that were based on semantics. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually thought that was really funny. That's how he was uh, rationalizing being able to still take Olgierd's soul. Yeah, I get it. it because when when that happened, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it's just, it is purely based on how a contract was written, mm-hmm. and that's the only reason this works. And I thought that was really cool. And it's so funny, too, because you can kind of, like, look at that and it, where we're at right now with like written contracts and like lawyers and like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's text. totally like, yeah, but I didn't yeah. have anything wrong. Like I, I didn't necessarily hate Odim and master Mir is the same as Odim. It's just a different name. Um, yeah, I didn't have really any issues with him until, until, um, until later on where you go back to the bar after you finish the three quests for Olgierd and he's there and he freezes time. Yeah, he just kills one guy to kill him. Yep, he just puts a wooden spoon through his eye, which I thought was hysterical, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "All right, this dude's a douche." But um, well, I got that from the very beginning because he tricked Geralt into helping him. True, basically, like he was like, "Hey, I'll get you out of here," but not explain any reason why I got you out of here, and then just force you to do my work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyways, you know, back to that decision. If if you choose to save Olgierd, um, you essentially challenge Odim to like a 
I don't know how to explain it, but he, he gives you a riddle and you have to trick him and solve his own riddle and use it against him. Mm. Um, so what happens is he, he warps you to this whole other like weird zone area and he gives you this long ass riddle you have to figure out. Um, yeah. And like uh, the riddle itself, the answer is a mirror or a reflection. Um, so you have to wander around this world looking for a mirror. Um, and you, you find a couple of them, but every time you get close to him, he breaks the mirror so you can't see a reflection. And to solve it in the end, in your time during all this, you have like a time bar. Um, yeah. So you have to do it within a certain amount of time. And to, to beat it, you have to like break open this wall by a fountain, which uh, has water run into it. And then you look into the water to see a reflection. And then you kill him. You kill him. You get rid of him. Hmm. Um, and in, in this world is the only place you could get um, the venomous like steel sword, viper steel sword. Which I'm, oh weird yeah that's the only way you could get it and Olgierd gives you his sword afterwards which is kind of cool oh that's cool um but then after that you kind of Olgierd just he part ways you just part ways yeah yeah same same thing with mm-hmm. Odin yeah I actually liked leaving this super crazy terrifying force left in the world because yeah. Witcher universe is really messed up. The fact that this guy can literally do anything he wants at any time doing any magic or whatever. So, it's terrifying. So that brings me to something else I want to talk about, but this is something we can talk about back with Alex and we can tell him to come back, but actually, yeah, he can come back now. Okay. Um, I was in a little timeout corner. <laughs> well, I'm still, I still have two things to say about Witcher Alex, but it's not, they're not spoilers and it's about the actual okay. game. Um, one is this Hearts of Stone DLC, fucking phenomenal, and I actually like this story better than the overall Witcher Three story, with the mm. Wild Hunt. Interesting. I mean, not to get don't get me wrong, I of course adored the game itself, but I just found this super fascinating. Um, it told it told a pretty good story in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and two, you know, I've I've had fleeting thoughts about this playing the actual game, but this this DLC like kind of really took it home for me. Is you know you're, I haven't played the first two Witchers. I'm gonna play the second one now that I downloaded it. But you know you are you yeah yeah absolutely cool. Um, you know you you play as Geralt, a master Witcher, who he obviously goes through a lot and kills a lot of things and is pretty powerful in his own regard. But looking at that universe in itself, holy shit, there are things way more powerful than Geralt. Yeah. Oh yeah. That. Oh yeah. That, Even like, I know that from playing too. Yeah, I mean, and it's something you just don't really think about until you encounter this master mirror guy in this DLC. That you were like, "Holy shit! This per- this guy could just someone someone just in kill this anybody. world could just kill could just kill you." Like, and you would probably, have no idea. Yeah, probably makes you appreciate his character tenfold. Yes. Yeah. And even even though you already did, even looking yep. back at um the Wild Hunt and taking out the Wild Hunt, like looking at the Wild Hunt as as a whole, like that's it's super powerful. And yet, here's Geralt, who is able to cope with all of this. And you know, Ger- Geralt's powerful based purely on physical prowess, mm-hmm. which is which is, you know, crazy in its own right. But like, yeah, the Witcher universe is sweet because of the whole like thing started on an event called the conjunction of the spheres, mm-hmm. which just basically means dimensions crossed. Like it, it was like this calamity where alternate dimensions just collided, and that's why there's monsters and magic and everything. That does and sound like a calamity. That means that, yeah, yeah, that that means that 
nobody knows everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still it's still based in this like medieval setting, so you know there still really isn't technology. It's and and then you know think think of like hundreds and hundreds of years ago when people were still living in castles, and then like how they don't know much about the outside world. And what if that? Let happened? alone you know other dimensions and mm-hmm. magic and stuff. Yeah, like so. So, so it's, is, it's is this super for Witcher overall? You said. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That. That's why witchers exist. Because. Um, cool. I didn't. So, I must somehow, have missed that. Somehow, because they they create witchers on like feeding them special potions of like stuff, you know, and it's it's essentially a form of magic that wouldn't exist without this conjunction of spheres. And the, the something so, of the grasses. Yeah, like they. It's a specific. I mean, the witchers are all based around using like physical items in the world and making like tonics and potions and whatever mutagens mm-hmm. and and one of them is what transforms them into a witcher like it basically redoes their entire body chemistry um so so in in the same regard of you know Geralt being this crazy un or powerful being or however you want to phrase it it, yeah. it brings me to my one this one complaint it's not even a complaint really but this this is one thing that's been bothering me that I I wish was a little different, but I don't really see how it could be when it comes to the gameplay. So in in Hearts of Stone, there's a cutscene that I thought was one of the coolest cutscenes in the game, where Geralt takes out like five guys super quick. Um, mm-hmm. Nick, it was that beach scene, like pretty early. Yeah, yeah. Like, not it's not a it's not a rumor. He was shackled. Like Geralt was shackled and ended up taking out like four people just in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And how deadly he is with swords yeah. and what he does. Yep. And it I almost kind of wish then gameplay wise there was more to your sword play other than just x and y and x and y and x and y. Yeah, I mean part of the reason it's not in my eyes worth playing on a hard difficulty. You're 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 whenever you're playing on a harder difficulty, you're doing more of that repetitive gameplay mm-hmm. like way more than I did because I just wanted really the story. Like it it would be cool if it had a more fleshed out like fighting system, but I don't really know well like think what they could do. And I was thinking that same way and I know you won't agree with me at all with this and I don't even necessarily agree with myself, but imagine if The Witcher had Batman fighting. Yeah, I mean I would hate that. <laughs> I, I, would, I would hate that. I know you would hate that, but it would kind of make more sense because He's a witcher. Him being very acrobatic yes. and moving around quickly. Yeah, no, it would. I agree. That probably would make, like, n- universally, mm-hmm. witcher-wise, more sense. But I don't know. I, I would not, like... It, see, the the way that I don't think that would work is, like, with the specific bosses and different monsters that you have to fight differently. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just do the whole Batman thing where you, like, Batman is absolutely held within you either counter, jump over, or whatever, use use a uh, gadget. And that's kind of all of the options you have. And and that's how all of those battle scenarios are handled. Like they only have so many so much enemy variety based around that. Yeah, it's just Unfortunately, Josh, what you want, I don't think anybody's done in a video game yet. Like something that is truly 
like free form, really cool sword play. Not like Metal Gear Rising, you know, what I mean? not that. But I know what you want. Like I, it's it almost it would be like watching sword fights in Game of Thrones, except you do it dynamically in gameplay. Yeah, I just I have no idea how or when anybody would ever accomplish that. Dark Souls is kind of like that, but not really. Yeah, you can still learn moves, but it's yeah. closer. It's, it's way closer. closer. It's you're in right. a step in the right direction. Yeah, um, you're and, right. And they're actually I didn't think about that. Yeah, there there actually is a game called Blade and Soul that I think might be coming to consoles, but it's on it's on PC right now. Super weird, nothing game, don't worry about it, but it does have this kind of freeform sword fighting. That's what's really interesting about it, is you kind of have complete control over which direction you're angling your sword. Because um, I think you I think you swing it with the right stick. Do you know what else did that? Afro what? Samurai. Yeah, but that was a shitty game. <laughs> I love that game. And it really didn't have that much of that. Like it like it I know what you mean, but this Blade and Soul game is like sort of what you're talking about. Well, didn't, I think didn't, wasn't Bushido Blade kind of the same way? Bushido Blade. That was like the one hit kill thing. It was a, it was more realistic in terms of taking a sword slash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like you could you could move your sword and actually kind of I think a lot of directions, especially for PS One. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's probably yeah. I mean that's probably yeah. a good comparison i guess it'll but that worked because you're on a side scrolling like 2d plane yeah like you're not in a 3d environment fighting different enemies with different attacks it's it's kind of funny we got into this because um for honor supposedly is going to be kind of like yeah yeah that that looks like they're maybe trying to do sort of sort of like the Mm one-on-one variable sword fighting stuff anyways what i was getting to with that whole thing with the witcher is the, the cutscenes involving Geralt doing anything physical makes mm-hmm. him look way more deadly than when you're actually playing. Then you're playing. Which yeah. I get. I totally get it, which is fine. Yeah. Um, very minor. See, but but again, I think I think that has a lot to do with the difficulty. Like, mm-hmm. I would not spend times ha- a lot of time hacking away at enemies because on the normal difficulty you are pretty powerful mm-hmm. and slicing only, through people it would only take a couple it would only take a couple swipes to kill people and and very often would end ultra violently by like yeah. slashing oh, them in half it. or something so so the difficulty has a lot to do with that um for sure i recently found out that the final upgrade skill for igni is a 100% burn chance and mm, and yeah. you can kind of just use that over and over burn everybody yeah uh yeah. josh uh that's all you do in two okay um <laughs> igni is everything yeah two it two is different i don't think you're gonna beat it <laughs> maybe i don't know we'll see i actually I think I it's worth it for the story i think you should try and get the story's it. great yeah the story's great i think you should play through it for sure but i just have a feeling you're gonna bounce off of it i think i'm gonna go get the first book today I'm in a super oh cool Witcher state. Yes. Are you gonna get uh, the Last Wish? Is that the first? That's the one? first short story book. It doesn't have anything to do with Siri. Really? Okay. So no, no I want the, the first actual like of the trilogy the, books. Yeah, the first one is uh, Blood of Elves. Okay. Which is the one I just finished that one. And it's good. You have you have residual Witcher yeah. euphoria. I have residual 
I feel like I should be watching Friends today. I, I all told I watched seven episodes yesterday. So good. To to finish season five. Finally, oh finally God. caught up. Yeah, that was that was a great day. It, it's and I also had a revelation as like before I was maybe in, I was still playing Souls, just sitting there, you know, around eleven o'clock last night. And I was like, boy, if somebody had told me this morning after I woke up that I was going to watch seven episodes <laughs> of Game of Thrones today, I would call them a liar. <laughs> Lo and behold, I yeah. did it anyway. Not only did you do it in one day, but you did it in a day that you also worked. Yes, in a day that I worked and still played video games. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, so Witcher is amazing, and I can't wait for Bloodline. Witcher is amazing. We <laughs> talked a long time about Witcher again. We, we've established that it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going a little long, so we could wrap it up, I think. I don't have anything else. Uh, let me go through news real quick, see if there's anything on the Reddit. There was something kind of big um, with the GameStop thing. Oh, go ahead. GameStop is publishing a game, mm-hmm. which it, is very strange. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's it's whatever. It has implications that could be bad down the road, but they're they're publishing a, a side scroller from Insomniac that made like Resistance and Ratchet and Clank and stuff. Um they have a deal with GameStop. GameStop is exclusively selling the physical version, but it's digitally available everywhere. So that's where, yeah, like you said, nece- not necessarily now, but could be could really be bad. bad thing could, down the road. Could be bad down the road. Yeah. Um. Money. So <laughs> the next Watch Dogs is going to be shown at E3 this year. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. And a new Far Cry is already in development. Of course. Yeah. Uh. You know, we never talked about this because it really wasn't too big of a deal but did you you guys knew that sony is trying to trademark let's play i uh i didn't know that was an ongoing thing i thought somebody attempted to do that a long time ago and and it obviously couldn't go anywhere no it's still going they just got their second rejection though so it it, that's stupid like yeah like it kind of makes me upset like what let's play that's so stupid that's been around for how long why are you trying to trade out of here sony yeah, that, that's just that's garbage and fuck you, Sony. That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. That's like when uh, uh, King, the Candy Crush developer, tried to trademark Saga, the word Saga. Ugh. Like, shut up, shut up. Ugh. I've never even heard of that. I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, that was it. a big. That was a big thing, Alex. Yeah, oh, that was Lord. a big thing. Um. Yeah. Never played that game. Never will. Swear to God. No, I've never played it either. Uh, EA has backed out of e- of E3. They are not going. Yeah, to that's E3. actually pretty big too. Yep. Um, they're holding their own EA Play event. E3 is probably going to disappear once again, yeah. <laughs> like it did a couple years ago. Uh, so else? I don't see much else. No, because everybody's doing their own thing, Nick. Um, I mean, Nintendo pulled out of it a while ago. Like, they, they still show stuff on the floor, but they do their own conference just online. They've been doing mm-hmm. that forever, the Nintendo Directs. Yeah. Um, Sony and Microsoft, I believe, do their conferences around the time of E3, but they don't do them at, like, on location. They're somewhere else around the city in Los Angeles. Right. Um, so, really, 
EA pulling away and setting up their own thing. You can only play our games at our own thing like days before E3. That could totally happen with other other things. I mean, Sony has PSX, the PlayStation Experience thing. Yeah, that, that's the one that I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, like they, they still go to E3. They still have games at E3, but maybe they won't. You know, maybe that won't happen anymore. It's apparently very expensive to have space on the floor at E3. I mean, oh, I'm I, sure. It makes a lot of sense. So, um, yeah. Mighty Number no. 9 got delayed for a third time. What is that game? Yeah, that's, that's that game is doomed. Unfortunate. Um, yeah. I'm excited for this. Platinum announced their new game. It's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. comes out this summer. That's been known. We talked about it. Did we? I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah well, all right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sony renamed themselves. Yeah, they wrapped all their uh, America and Japan things up into one thing, right? Yeah, so now it's just Sony Interactive Entertainment. Yeah. I that's That reminds me of how... I wonder how long it's going to take, if ever, people will actually start referring to Google as Alphabet. I forgot about that whole thing. Never. It's like, too long. I feel like I'll never say that. Too long to say. Yeah. <laughs> Google. Seriously. <laughs> Better, faster. Yeah. Seriously, it's yeah. Done. Yeah. It's it's just, it's weird. Like, it's not technically Google anymore. Yeah. It's Alphabet. But, yep. But no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I reject that. 2v1 podcast rejects it, so it's not. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's a law. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, a little little longer today, but uh, thanks for listening. You can find us on iTunes and everywhere else where podcasts are available by searching 2v1 Podcast. We'd appreciate a subscription and possibly a review. And uh, let us know what you think. Easiest way is on uh, Twitter, at 2v1 Podcast. And uh, I think that's it. That's it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening. That hurt my hand. Done. <laughs> I'm so strong.